When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Jay, what up, Key? What's happening? Got a question, basketball question for you. Talk to me, baby. So, if the Warriors if the Warriors win it in the, the, the West, uh, what? okay, if the Warriors go to the Western Conference final, mm-hmm. what's a better place for me to take my son? The Warriors versus let's say the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Final or the Warriors and whoever comes out of the East to go to that game? So anybody would say probably if the Warriors and the Bucks meet, if like NBA Finals. But Key, like knowing you, what you like to see, I, I, I would put a lot of value if it were Warriors-Suns just for the CP3 Steph Curry feud. Like just – that rivalry between those two in itself, like that would be worth the price of a mission if you're asking. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes. Plus the, the, the travel. Because if the Warriors playing the Bucks, I'm 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 going to San Fran. Exactly. You know, I, yeah. I don't really want to. <laughs> it's nothing against Milwaukee. I just don't want to have to travel. You know, if I don't need to. You're going that to the whole far. series? No, just a game. Just my son. My son. He's dope though. My son wants to go to a game, but we're trying to figure out if it's. The Warriors and the Suns. But then either are, way, you're going to go to San Fran, right? Not necessarily no, because uh-huh. if, Phoenix play, if Phoenix plays them in the conference, I'd rather go to Phoenix or to San Francisco. If if the Warriors wind up you playing – go to San Fran. If, if they wind up playing somebody else, I might wait for the championship if they play Boston or Miami or even Philadelphia. I may want to see – the Warriors in Philadelphia in one of those eastern towns uh, or eastern yeah. cities. Oh no! So it, the only way you coming out east if you going to Miami. You ain't. <laughs> you coming no, out I east? No, I could go. I could no, I could go to Boston because I can manipulate work. The, the, ah, the work. The ah, whole, you know, it's okay, a whole yeah, that thing. Makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. And also, no, I didn't say I was going to get them to pay for it. I just said manipulate. <laughs> don't, don't don't forget, Jay. It, it ain't cold in Boston by the time the finals roll. That's, That's true, the main too, thing. If it right, was winter, right. then you already know. Plus, I'd rather go to Boston and get booed anyway. Boo! Yeah. Milwaukee was dope, though. I mean, if you're a deer, like their whole crowd that they had last year was cool. I saw it for 14 days, stuck there. But it's COVID. so – it's just a hard – I don't want to be three flights to get somewhere. I just don't yeah. – you know, I'm trying to avoid all that. Man, you ain't go- – like, listen, three. you're going right to San Fran. Either way, you're not fooling anybody. You're going to hop on that little <laughs> flight, little 45 minutes. You're where you need to be. Come on. Nice CB3. town, the whole thing. Steph Curry. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max yeah, are presented right. by Progressive Insurance. Of course, <laughs> when it comes down to it. Listen, we got to get into Draymond's suspension. We got we got uh, Brian Windhorst coming up. But listen to John Morant, guys. You know, I got to tell you, the experience of the Warriors, I'm with you. It's like it started to show itself. But if the ball is in Ja's hands with a chance to win the game, I'm always feeling like he's going to get it done. He did not get it done. Here he is at the postgame presser talking about the final possession. 
you just walk us through the last play? 3.6 seconds coming out of the timeout. Same message every time we're in that situation. I just missed the layup. Yeah, Jay, well, listen, and the layup wins the game, right? Like they were usually, Jay, if I, I'd rather be the, te- the team down a point in a playoff game. If, if I got possession and a player like Ja with three, four seconds left on the clock, you could draw up a play and everything. Man, I like my chances. Didn't work out. You see, like, I, first off, I give Taylor Jenkins a lot of credit. The play design was really important. It was, it was brilliantly, brilliantly strategized because you get Ja running downhill. I, I don't like Ja trying to extend an arm out one on two. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather him stop on a dot and pull up for pull up, a, a yeah. J or fadeaway key. I thought that would have been but, different. But a lot of that had to do with Clay, though. Clay played it perfectly, forcing him no far to, to his left and forcing him to have to make that crazy shot. I, sometimes it feels like, and Jaron Jackson had a really big game. It's just sometimes it feels like Memphis is just missing some kind of veteran presence. Like it's something, you know, even if it was, and they, they executed, look, they were in the game down the stretch. Like, and they were right there. They should have won. I think game two is a must-win scenario for them because you're not trying to go back to Golden State down 0-2 after giving up two games in your home court. But it, like, and Alan Gates and I, our producer, we've been talking about this offline the whole time. I'm like, and he drew, he threw out a name I got to give him credit for. It was like a Victor Oladipo, somebody like that, that can just say, calm down, let's what execute. What McCollum's doing with the Pelicans. A little bit to that degree. And then Dylan Brooks, even though he heard about a couple of shots yesterday, I like the makeup of their team. It just feels like they're missing somebody to keep them composed. when Because it seems like they got rattled a little bit last night. Even them taking three or four seconds to get the foul. Right, you foul automatically. Well, you don't oh, give yeah. yourself three seconds. Clay did his thing if there you, too, though. Yeah, but if you, you don't think back to uh, last week, Jay. I mentioned to us on the show. I said that yeah, they're great. They're cute. There's a bunch of young dudes. They they not scared. Yeah, they're not scared. That's true. But veteran leadership, not only veteran leadership, a veteran team that has been there, done it before, understands certain things at a time that's important. Clay Thompson missing those late free throws. There was no panic that set in for the Golden State Warriors, or even to the point where they surrendered a 10-point fourth-quarter lead that it looked like they was getting ready to pull all the way away, and then all of a sudden the Grizzlies just, bam, that 10-point lead, it was tied up, and you're sitting there going, hmm, but they never panicked. And you can see in the Grizzlies the youth, the young, the inexperienced certainly caught up with them. I'm not saying that the, the Memphis Grizzlies are done, but this type of loss – can be painful for the rest of the season. I mean, the rest of the series. You know, guy, I'll tell you, I hear what you're both saying. I had the same feeling watching the game. But they had the ball in their best player's hands with a chance to win Mm -hmm. at the the buzzer. They could have easily won that game. you got to tip your hat to Clay. You guys mentioned it. There were, even though the missed free throws, what, Clay missed two in a row? But there were three or four plays down the stretch on both ends of the floor. Even the way he was not fouled immediately, right? The way, what he did in that moment, Clay, if you want to give him credit for his experience and excellence, that's fine. And then in contrast to Memphis, they don't have a guy like that. Okay. But man, they, he, the, they, he, they just got beat. Best player had his ball in his hands. He didn't come through. If he comes through, they win. He didn't. They lost. Tip your cap to Golden State. Key, two things. Number one, man, I, I, I do give credit ball. to Clay. I also Damn. give a lot of credit to Jordan Poole, who was an absolute stud in this game. Was a absolutely beast in this game. The last thing I will say as it relates to Memphis, can't, can't put him we on We talk job, about though. the little details that win championships, right? That's what separates championship teams and teams that are just fighting to get there. Desmond Bain 
If you see Clay running off that screen, you don't jump. You don't jump. You stay on the ground. You force him to be a two-point scorer. But, but, He's but, not but, as athletic key. Like, here's, I'm just telling you, basketball mind. You stay on the ground. You stay on his hip. You force him to drive and finish over the top of your trees. You don't try to – There were so Clay many can picks. put the but ball on the floor, but, but if Jay, he's doing that, that's what you I'd want. I'd much rather yeah. him do that yeah. than him take a three. Yeah. But, Jay, if, yeah. I, if, if you tell me – because, you know, I didn't yeah. play in the NBA. It's all, all good, so. but you watch hoops, man. You get it. <laughs> so, But if – so if all of a sudden you say stay on the ground – Yep. If I swipe and I look like I'm getting ready to pull because of where my elbows are at, that's going to make you jump, correct? I mean, it's called a head fake, yeah, essentially. Yeah, well, <laughs> a head fake. I'm trying to give it more, not basketball terminology for those that are listening, kind of give it that. So when he once he did that, I knew he was going to jump. I'm like, he going to jump in the air, and he going to slide back, move a little bit to his left, and pull the trigger. Because once you jump and you can't get back over there, it's a wrap. Yeah, I'm just saying, as he comes off that screen key, if you're Desmond Bain, you have to bust your ass to get over the top of the screen, and you just stay on his left hip. You chase him. You force him, if anything, to put the ball on the ground and create a shot for himself off the dribble. For Clay, like, that's that's what he does, man. Like, that head fake gets off the ground. When he sees the rim and he's wide open, that was a bucket. So, so all, that, all that is experience. Yeah, and the little words. things that if you're watching tape today, if you're Memphis, you're like, damn. Little things execution-wise. It's not that that Clay can't do that. It's that if you have Clay with the ball on the floor as a decision-maker, that's much better than Clay shooting with a good look from three. You increase the probability of him doing something outside his comfort. And and the key you're quite – that's experience, you're saying. Oh, yeah. No, totally is experience. And the the crazy thing about it, that same thing could happen in game two. The same exact thing could happen in game two because of the experience. Even if you watch the film – and you see it, and you know you're not supposed to do it, in real time, a lot of wild stuff happens. They also knock – I don't think they'll have pool on uh, Ja nearly as much in game two. It may get harder for Memphis uh, going forward. We'll see because yeah. it's not like they're the only ones with tape to study tape. So does, mm-hmm. so does Golden State. All right, Keyshawn J. Willemax were presented by Progressive Insurance. LeBron and KD, I don't know if you noticed it, they're not in the playoffs. But uh, Jay really? says the best player in the league is still playing – and it was, and rather, was it reputation or reality when Draymond was ejected? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 40 years old. He hasn't played in about a century. What what do you think about this? The guy was two-time player of the year in college. I mean, I don't put anything by my man Jay Will. You know what I mean? Seth, I'm just letting people know I'm training. This is serious. Like, I'm not around. Who you got? Alan Hahn? Six foot five, most improved player of the year when he was in the fourth grade. You got to get by him first before you get back. Why, what makes y'all think I'm worried about Bart or Alan Hahn? I heard those conversations about those two and two games. <laughs> I mean, Keyshawn, just stay out of my man's way. That's all I would say. Keyshawn, Jay Willimax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay, it, it, I, it shocked me when you t- listen, if you can get all the way back. That's an amazing accomplishment. How long has it been? Uh, well, how long has it been? 15 years? 15 years? 15 years. What's the matter with you? Why do you want to come back? Because I'm crazy. You know Key and I are always crazy, doing crazy stuff. No, yeah. Key ain't crazy because Key ain't coming back. <laughs> well, I mean, in, the, in your sport, you got to be legit crazy. Anyway, listen, at first I thought, wait, is this flying under the radar? This hasn't been picked up like, like by more media? Here's more from Jeremy Schapp. There are comebacks, and then there are comebacks. Richard Nixon lost the presidential election in 1960, and then the California governor's race in 1962, after which Nixon famously said, you don't have Nixon to kick around anymore. But in 1968, Nixon won the presidency. Now that's a comeback. In the early morning hours of October 30th, 1974, in Kinshasa, Zaire, George Foreman lost the World Heavyweight Championship to one Muhammad Ali. But then, 20 years and five days later, at the age of 45, Foreman took back the title. Now that's a comeback. And so is this. After deep contemplation over years and years after my retirement from the NBA, I've decided to take my talents to the streets of the South Street Seaport in New York. It is time. Uh, I've been going through physical therapy. For a very long time, I've been working on my ball handling. I've been going through a lot of mental awareness around my body and my strengths and my weaknesses. And I just feel like with one of the best teammates to ever play the game of football and basketball, Keyshawn Joseph Johnson, that it is time for me to finally step back onto the hardwood or the street court, whatever you want to call it, and uh, make myself known that I am here and I am ready to be the best version of me on the court. I am officially back. Like Richard Nixon, like George Foreman, Jay Williams is returning to the arena. An All-American at Duke, the second overall selection in the 2002 NBA draft, Williams was poised for NBA stardom. And then the motorcycle crash that changed everything. But now, 19 years later, Williams is back. A fiery competitor with unfinished business. A legend of the hardwood eager to prove he could still get it done. Into the maw of competition, he's hurled himself, risking so much. His foes counting on rustiness, but wary of his abilities. Yes, there have been previous monumental comebacks, but this, this is different. More than a comeback, this is a rebirth. Oh, excellent stuff, as always, from the great Jeremy Schapp. Uh, You have, you have... (laughs) Jay, your work cut out to you. It's not easy to get all the way back, you know? And uh, but, but, you know, my hat's off to you for trying. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Max. 
got to you got to give a, a you know big obstacle in front of you, six foot five, Alan Hahn. Not yeah. to mention uh, Bart Scott. Yeah, the, 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 I, I rather than not show my NBA career. You um, to get that field goal percentage. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's a lot key detail triangle. That's fine. By the way, thirty nine point nine. You couldn't right, put forty. Doc 40%. Rivers Junior. I hear you. Can't you. round up to forty. They had to get the thirty showing up. I hear you, Doc oh, Rivers Junior. Damn. damn triangle. Let me Doc point. Rivers. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Brian Rivers Windhorst, Jr. ESPN <laughs> NBA insider, is uh, joins us now. What do you think of Jay Will's comeback, Wendy? I, you know, I was at Jay Will's last college game. He almost made one of the greatest plays in college basketball history in his last moments of his college game. Jay, I think you can do it, man. I believe you. Wendy, I'm going to need you, Wendy. I'm going to need your reporting. I'm going to need your effort. I'm going to need you to be there. Uh, Wendy, I'm don't just going try to, don't try to sweet uh, talk Don't count the media. on me for anything. I need yeah. Wendy for the positive support. Don't try to sweet talk the media. His, Wendy will remain objective. His voice echoes throughout all media. I need his support. Jay, uh, Wendy, meantime, well, what's your biggest takeaway from the Bucks and the Celtics game one? I think I should get bonus points for bringing up the Brooklyn Nets because we thought we had retired them from a content machine. But that's what I was thinking. I'm here in Boston. I was at the game yesterday. And I know that the, that the Celtics are very well aware of the personnel of the Bucks. They know them. They've played them many times. I know they had a scouting report that they went over. But when they actually got out there on the court with them, and they had to deal with the defensive intensity switch from playing Brooklyn for a week and then playing Milwaukee, and not to mention that without a Chris Middleton, the Bucks have elected to just go super big. They start Bobby Portis alongside Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Nobody plays like that anymore. It's just, it's just unheard of. And the, the Celtics were shell-shocked. They went in there in passes that they were a- easily able to throw against every other team, but particularly the Nets. Um, they just couldn't get it. There were, there were balls getting deflected all over the place. They had like eight or nine turnovers in the second quarter alone. Um, and you could just tell they were uncomfortable. And all i got to tell you is this about the size and the difficulty that they had inside. In the 75-year history of the Celtics franchise, the storied history, all those games, all those playoff games, they never made as few two-point baskets as they did in that game one on Sunday because they got tired of going in there, had no success. They just chucked three-pointers, which is exactly what the Bucks wanted them to do. I have no doubt they'll recalibrate, but it was an eye-opener uh, stepping up in class from the way the Nets play defense to the way the Bucks do. Wendy, let, let's go ahead and bring Brooklyn back into this thing just like you did because it was fascinating for me. I'm watching Giannis, and Giannis didn't have a great game, even though he did have a triple-double, mm-hmm. right? I mean, 24 points on 25 shots – at 13 rebounds, 12 assists, but the physical dominance of Giannis. And I know when people get into basketball minds, you go to the best player in the world, that always equates to skill set, Wendy. But watching the way Boston threw multiple people at Kevin Durant, even though I think Kevin Durant's skill set is better than Giannis's, the physicality and the mindset seemed like it was just lacking to a degree, right? But when I watched Giannis, it didn't matter if it was Grant Williams, he threw Jason Tatum to the damn ground, Jalen Brown, it didn't matter who they put on him. He was physically imposing his will every possession. That's why I think he's the best player in basketball. Yeah, so, I mean, need to be clear, the Nets series was an incredibly high level of playmaking. 
the Nets were making a lot of plays. They just weren't defending, just to be clear. It wasn't that the Nets were pushovers. It's just completely different. When you play against Kevin Durant, his skill is jaw-dropping. The way he makes shots under certain circumstances, you just throw your hands up. Giannis hits you like a freight train. And there were a couple of possessions yesterday. There was one in particular where he went in transition and scored on one of his Eurostep moves. And I was watching it. I think Jalen Brown was on him. I was like, Jalen played spectacular defense on that play and was in complete backpedal mode and got scored over because that's why this guy is amazing. And that's why he's, he's LeBron-like in, in my viewpoint that his ability to, to just physically dominate oppos- opposing teams despite the defensive setup is why his team is always going to have a chance. You know, year after year, LeBron won playoff series where he didn't have home court advantage because he could come into a building it didn't matter the way the officials were calling the game although in this game yesterday the officials allowed physicality which favored the Bucks. we'll see about tomorrow but it didn't matter the way the officials were playing the game it didn't matter whether he was hitting his outside shot he was able to physically be imposing and overwhelm opponents which is why the fact that LeBron won a playoff series in 30 consecutive series or playoff I'm sure I saw a road game in 30 consecutive series, one of the finest stats of his career, because he didn't, his skill set overwhelmed the situation. That's the kind of player that Giannis is. And his skill set overwhelmed the situation in game one. And here you go. They take home court advantage right out of the gate. Brian Winhorst, ESPN NBA Insider, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. How concerned should the Celtics be over uh, Marcus Smart's shoulder and quad injuries, Brian? Key, more about the quad. The shoulder was a stinger. Uh, I've never had one. Maybe you have. Um, I'm sure it's going to affect him for a little while. The quad is something that has been on and off throughout the season. He, he, got the, he, got, he first had the quad injury in January. He missed a handful of games. He also got COVID at that time. So it's really hard to know exactly how much he would have missed with that quad injury. So it was already there. He got hit on it twice in the first half. And in the second half, he was having trouble getting himself up off the court because the act of pushing up on his legs was bothering him so much. And you could see that he was kind of protecting it. Now, I have no doubt he is going to play. Um, but you need him to be able to dig down defensively. Obviously, one of the great defensive players uh, of this generation, defensive player of the year right now. So, that, that, you know, you guys know quad injuries, you know, you can ice them and treat them and get stim or whatever, but they're not going to go away overnight. So I would say it's more the quad than the shoulder. You know, Brian, I've had both. I've had the quad injury where, you know, we get the ice and the stem, but the blood doesn't circulate, and that thing all of a sudden turns into a ball, and you're trying to rub it out and do all that, oh. and it hurts like hell, and if it stiffens up, you're in trouble. But also the stinger side of things, yes, it's a stinger. You will go numb on that whatever shoulder it was, but it also affects the the neck area as well. So he's going to probably have some stiffness in his neck as well as in his shoulder, and I'm sure dribbling a basketball is going to be difficult at times. Hey, Wendy, we've had a – Yeah, I mean – Go ahead, sir. Yeah, go ahead, Max. No, 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 please, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, no, please. I, I just, I just love the fact that they call it a stinger in the NFL. It's a stinger. It's a neurological thing. I can't. Feel, I'm temporarily paralyzed. Shake it off. <laughs> go back in there in five minutes. Hey, uh, Wendy, the call on Draymond. We've been kind of debating it today, right? Like I, I, I see it as a flagrant. I thought they got it right. It was two for you. Hits them and then yanks them down. Uh, yeah. The intention is clear. Kia, you can hear Kia going ah. It's a stinger. Shake it off and get in there. Anyway, Wendy, wh- where are you? Is, it, is that a flagrant or a reputation call? 
Yeah, so I, I know that it's tempting to call it a reputation call, and I know that's what Draymond said. Uh, I, I, by the way, I thought it was hilarious that Draymond immediately went back and did an emergency podcast from his hotel room, uh, like I'm in my hotel room here doing after the game. I, I, I wonder how long after the game he thought, oh, my gosh, this is great content. i got to get back and yeah. pod about <laughs> this. Um, I don't think it was a reputation call. It, you know, the, the, uh, the official who made the call, Kane Fitzgerald, did a uh, um, – a, you know, an, uh, an interview after the game, a pool report, and he basically said, you know, recited the textbook definition of, uh, of, of a flagrant two foul and said that's why it was there. Now, we can debate the gray area here, which is do you eject a player of that, of that caliber in the first half of a playoff game for a play that potentially could have been accidental? I know that you know, if I say that to a, a Grizzlies fan, their chests are going to puff out and their shoulders are going to go back and say that wasn't accidental. I don't, it was obviously not accidental that he grabbed him. I don't think it was purposeful that he tugged him down. And so splitting that hair in a playoff game with a player like Draymond, you typically would see an official air towards the side of not altering the game with an ejection there. So, um, you know, that comes down to they talked to the league office, you know, or, or, or you know, the, the, the replay center back in Secaucus, and they must have agreed on it. To me, because it's in the gray area, you don't do that in a playoff game. Wendy, meantime, the really important question as far as I'm concerned is did you also go back to the hotel and do an emergency Hoop Collective podcast? (laughs) No, the Hoop Collective we record in several hours for for consumption tomorrow. Draymond, way more aggressive than me. I I did my game yesterday, and then I I hung it up for the day. Draymond's savvy, man. He's savvy on the court. He's savvy in the media. Mm -hmm. He's a smart guy. Um, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max – Presented by Progressive Insurance, that is NBA insider Brian Windhorst, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks as always, Wendy. All right, Wendy. Take care, guys. All right, bud. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, a lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. The beginning of the end for a former MVP with his current team, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I thought the Ravens had a great draft. Key, you had them as one of your top three best drafts, I believe, right? In your top yes. three, you said it could, mm-hmm. could have been number one. They, they like sat, they, they move up, but then they sit tight and they somehow wind up with the best safety, the best center. They just keep hitting on stuff uh, throughout the draft. But. Not really on the offensive side of the ball. Not high up in the draft. No. And Lamar was genuinely upset about his dude, Hollywood Brown, getting traded. So, obviously, this is on a lot of the media members' minds, like Keyshawn Johnson, member of the media. John Harbaugh, <laughs> Ravens head coach at the NFL Draft on ESPN, on the communication with Lamar after the trade of his guy, Hollywood Brown. Oh, it's been good. I and mean, we always talk back and forth with Lamar. Lamar's a competitor. Lamar, Lamar's a leader. He's, a, he's loved in the locker room. He loves his locker room. So you know, he and Hollywood Brown go back a long way. Marquise and he have always been tight. You know, that's, that's, this, uh, there's some strong <coughs> bonds there. It is a brotherhood, you know. And you, you want to see guys around you. You want to see guys stay. But you realize that, you know, life keeps moving. You know, things keep changing. It doesn't change the uh, relationships. It just changes circumstances. And, uh, and, you know, we'll move forward as a team. Those guys are still going to be great friends. We're all going to be friends. But but we got to go get a team ready to go, and you know, Mars really motivated to do that. Yeah, I, you know, I know what everybody want to make of it because it's interesting. Hollywood Brown gets traded, and 
Lamar Jackson, WTF. I mean, he follow. I mean, he retweets things. He's very disappointed that a good friend of his is gone that he's been with since the kid's been in the league. So I get the emotional side of things. But I think in the end, he'll do everything that he needs to do to help his team win games. Things calm down after a couple of days. You look at the draft and what are the things that they did in the draft, getting Kyle Hamilton, as you mentioned, Linderbaum, as you mentioned, Ajobu, the linebacker that they decided to go get. I think you look at it and you say, well, where, where are they replacing Hollywood Brown at? There's no receivers. All they got is Rashad Bateman that we can look forward to. But I'm going to tell you this. There's a kid named Devin Williams, Devon Williams, from Oregon. Wasn't drafted. He was signed as an undrafted free agent. And I understand why, because he's got, you know, they got to manage him a certain way. But I promise you, if they get him right, oh, my God, they got one. And knowing that T. Martin is there as a receiver coach along with Keith Williams, two guys that can mentor that particular kid, I think Lamar Jackson will be satisfied if they can keep him straight. If they can just keep his mind right, that'll be a real interest win. I know you say undrafted. But it's not like that. He just got some other stuff that he was dealing with. So uh, a couple of things, Kid. I'm, I'm with you on that as far as it relates to wide receiver optionality for them. Um, you know, when we, were, when we were reacting to this last week on the draft, you know, there was a lot of speculation around the, the anger that Lamar Jackson had around this. Well, listening to I Am An Athlete Tonight on Sirius XM, I heard Hollywood Brown talk about he told Lamar Jackson multiple times that he didn't feel like this system was for him. Told him multiple times. So I, I think that's number one, recognizing that he has obviously felt this way. He didn't want to be there in that system, even though he loved Lamar Jackson. Secondly, Key, on top of the name that you just mentioned, think about what the free agent pool market has out there available. We think yeah. about OBJ. We think about Jarvis Landry. We think about Emmanuel Sanders. We think about Cole Beasley. There are still pieces that the Ravens, on top of having an, an incredible draft, can go out and get for Lamar Jackson offensively. But once again, it states how they're going to play in this system. The question is, will free agents find this system attractive to want to play with them? You know, well, I, when, you, when you're when a free agent, Jay, you'll yeah. find any damn system attractive to play with <laughs> When they pay you the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, you're trying you're right. to you're trying you're to ball. 70 million and, reasons to be, and, find yeah, it attractive. Yeah, all that. Yeah. And, and none of those guys will get that type of money, though, Max. But when you look at it, historically, the Baltimore Ravens, they don't collect alpha dog receivers, right? Their best receiver, uh, it, it goes back, it dates back. There's, there was uh, Derek Mason, and then there was Steve Smith. Outside of that, historically, that's just not their deal. They're a heavy run-oriented defensive team. If you just look at their draft, they got Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Lindenbaum, David Ajobu, that's just the top three guys. Then they take Travis Jones, a defensive tackle. Then they take an offensive tackle in Philele. I think I said his name correctly, but if I didn't, apologize to that. Then they take two tight ends, one out of Iowa State, one out of Coastal Carolina. Then they take Demron Williams, a cornerback out of Houston, and then another running back. Uh, and, and so when you look at their they draft. They a Ravens draft. That's a Ravens yeah. draft mm-hmm. and what they do in terms of building their team. They're going to go back to when they had Ingram in the backfield and Lamar Jackson rushed for uh, umpteen thousand yards and became the MVP. 
That is what they're looking to do. I hear you, Key, and I hear what you're saying. I, like, I, I'll believe it that everything's all right when Lamar is signed up long-term. I do have one question. We'll get into it later in the show, though. You know how you have two quarterbacks in, separate, in their own bucket? You have Lamar and Kyler in their own bucket. You don't yeah, hear they the, hang out together. You don't hear the issues with Lamar behind the scenes. He seems to be beloved compared to Kyler, right? But I'll tell well, you, I think I think but, Kyler is beloved, but Kyler approaches it from a crybaby standpoint. I, I get it, but actually, going, what I'm saying is this: Kyler, in certain ways, to me, seems to be the quarterback on the field that people want Lamar to be. The fact, like, here comes Hollywood Brown into the air raid. With Kyler, a guy who can who can consistently get him the ball, where Keyshawn Johnson looks at the pass and goes, "Oh, it's beautiful. It's like a handoff, right?" It is interesting to me that those two quarterbacks in the same bucket, one guy is in a system and with the with the uh, skills to make the most out of a guy that the other guy is maybe not. But it's a system, though. That's yep, why Hollywood okay. Brown, Hollywood Brown, wanted to get out of that. Like for me, if you ask me. If you ask me, uh, Max, would I want to play with the Ravens in their system? First thing I want to tell you, probably not. has nothing to do with the quarterback. Yeah. New favorite in the NFC East, guys. How concerned should the Cowboys be? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Check out what Dan Orlovsky had to say about Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield walks away as the steal of the NFL draft. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano with us now. We had a running joke with Foxworth on Saturday about Monday Dan Orlovsky because he always said some splashy thing that provided great content for the rest of the week, right? So, like, on Tuesday, we loved Monday, Dan. <laughs> oh, and guess who has Monday Dan today? Keyshawn J. Willimax on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, Monday Dan. Dan, do you always drink your hydro flask with your pinky out like that? Is that a... I live in Westport. What's yeah. happening, Big yeah. Pimpin' Dan? Nice Reckless to see you day. again. What up, little homie? <laughs> so today's Monday, Dan. 
Big Don't day. ever do that again, Dan, on, on national <laughs> television. Please. It took Key about 30 seconds to process that one. <laughs> Dan, by the way, Dan Orlovsky looking very fit and trim. And if you listen to his uh, regimen, guys, it's very simple. Just never eat food. If you don't eat food ever, you'd be nice and in shape. It's a very... Very good, straightforward uh, I mean, process May, you got there. It's May second, Max. It's get, we're we're rounding into beach season, man. Yeah, yeah, I we hear are. You. Just you know, uh, we gotta I, get right. I know. Get May second. Right. May I have seconds? That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> I'm still hungry. <laughs> All right, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. And as you can plainly hear from that awesome theme music from the Greatest American Hero. It is time to play Believe It or Not with Dan Orlovsky. Dan, Malik Willis will be the best quarterback of the draft, believe it or not. Believe it if the Tennessee Titans are as good as development and with with quarterbacks as I believe they are. You know, Todd Downing, their offensive coordinator, has got a track record of being really good with young quarterback development. And I just believe that the talent that he has – is going to give him a phenomenal opportunity to be a very good player. Uh, you're, you're seeing clips of Jalen Hurts right now on TV. I think he's got some of that in him. Um, you know, I started thinking about it more and more. Tennessee is probably the best place for him to go. We just thought, and he probably wanted it to be sooner, but I think he will be. I would say not. Um, I, I, You know, I went back and forth with this thing. But I always got to go with my first mind. And watching him play at Liberty, I just didn't see it at all. Really, I did not. I understand I saw the talent, the arm talent. I saw the legs, breaking tackles, doing those sort of things. But I could not transfer that into a National uh, League player in terms of – I just couldn't do it, football in the NFL. And I had our Matt Miller convince me – in the offseason, he got with a quarterback coach, and he fixed all the things that didn't look right at Liberty. I just – I can't do it. I, I, I just can't. You can have it, Dan, all day long. So, Dan, I, I'm curious. You know, I know, like, the NBA, a lot for players have to do with the fit of the organization they go to. But in your opinion, why did Malik Willis drop so far down in the draft? Mm, okay, so in my opinion – my opinion doesn't really matter here, Jay. Um I, I made some calls, and I reached out to teams to ask why. Um, and I think the overwhelming thing was those teams believed that he is at least two years away from the development um, of really grasping football. Um, I asked this question, Jay. Is he a dumb kid? Everybody came back and said, no, he's really smart. We just have to spend so much time getting him up to speed. And because, you know, he wasn't tasked or asked to do a lot when it came to reading plays out or getting through progressions or owning the line of scrimmage or knowing those things. And every team thinks that he is more than capable. It just takes a lot of repetitions to learn all that stuff. And that's probably why you don't take him in the first or second round because you go, well, if I'm taking him in the first or second round, he's going to play soon. 
And that's why more fitting for those teams to sit there and say, third round, we could be patient with making sure that we commit to getting him to really get a good feel for that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the farther away he is, the less predictable his success will be, and the more of his rookie deal you burn anyway, even in success, by the way. Correct. Dan Orlovsky with us, Keyshawn J. Will and Max playing, believe it or not, the Eagles compete with the Cowboys in the NFC East, Dan, believe it or not. I uh, didn't hear that question. Eagles best team. Yeah, uh, are are yes. they going to compete I, with the Cowboys in the, in the East? Yeah, I think they're the team to beat in the NFC East, Max. Um, I would tell you this. I felt that they were the team to beat before the draft, the way that the Cowboys kind of have been picked apart a little bit. Um, I think that this will be one of the, if not the toughest offenses in the NFL to tackle. Dallas Goddard at tight end. Jalen Hurts is really hard to tackle at quarterback. Sanders is a phenomenal tailback that's difficult to tackle. Devontae's slippery, and now they've added A.J. Brown. Um, I, I think they're better on both sides of the line of scrimmage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe they're going to compete with them. I don't consider them the best. I think that, if anything, they're slightly just a smidget underneath the Dallas Cowboys because the Cowboys have the best quarterback in the division, although he's going to be a lot of question marks surrounding that $150 million that he picked up a year ago. So, I would say they right underneath them, just barely. Okay, Dan, let's go from the NFC East to the AFC East, and believe it or not, the Jets will finish ahead of the Pats in the AFC East. No, I'm not there yet, Jay. I'm not there yet. I do believe that this gap is way closer than the people, whether in the NFL or around the, the country, think it is. The Jets are, are closer to the Patriots than people think. Um, if, if Zach Wilson is even remotely close to being what the second pick at quarterback should be, this team's going to be really, really good and really good in two years. Sauce Gardner is going to be their Richard Sherman. Garrett Wilson is going to be his Stephon Diggs, so to speak. Uh, Jermaine Johnson is Marcus Spears said the best pass rusher when it comes to his hands. So I think the Jets are way closer than people think. Imagine if, uh, imagine if the Jets took Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones was the guy who didn't go way up high of all the first round quarterback Zach Wilson went up if you swapped quarterbacks would you still feel that way quickly Dan Orlovsky um no if I swapped quarterbacks I'd probably put the Jets ahead Mm. yeah I echo I echo Dan on everything except I would throw in Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur I need to see them I need to see them yeah thank you Monday Dan very good performance Monday 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 Dan absolutely Dan Orlovsky ladies and gentlemen appreciate it the one team That had the best draft of all. Number one draft. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.